spending and sometimes the stewardship amount line item was backed into meaning what did stewardship need to be able to be in order for us to balance our budget this year is an exception the first time because our expenses will actually not be what our income is. In other words, we should theoretically have a surplus, right? And why? Well, we are now missing a second priest, albeit part-time, right? So, rather than try to come up with some number that we have to hit, what we tried to do is to say, based on what we see now, the the, you know, the, some of the membership having left, some of the new membership coming in, what do we think is a reasonable but more conservative number? And then where does that pan out with regards to the expenses, et cetera, that we have in the budget? Is that general framework of income, does, that, does it make sense? Okay. And, and so the, the reinstatements from the 2017 budget are that the ministries are now funded, that the music director position is now refunded again, yep. and that the janitorial service, which was to be begun um, a year and a half ago or two years ago, which was never started, now will be reinstated. Reinstated on the budget. We never hired anyone. And um, the janitorial service will be to come in on Mondays and do a majority of the cleaning that occurs from our wear and tear. Of course, we'll still have cleanup teams and still have things that need to be done on Sunday, but it will greatly ease the burden on those Sundays, as well as just sort of doing projects around the church that, you know, little cleaning projects that are a little bit deeper, more detailed than we might do as parishioners. Yeah. Um, so, Phil, okay. Oh, just the one addition uh, that is here is the position of a youth director. And I'll, I'll, if you don't mind, I'll talk about that a little bit. Um, so, uh, we all know who our youth director is. We know what she's been doing. She's now the Sunday school director as well. Um, this is really a recognition of the work that has already been put in by, by this individual, by Beth. Um, and... Uh, she did offer to the parish council her approximate hours, um, and uh, the, her hours, just to give a rough idea, are somewhere around 40 hours a month, and then uh, in addition to that, doing about 15 overnights or all-day events with the youth. So um, you can do the math on that and figure that out if you'd like to. But generally, this is a um, this is not a salary. This is rather a uh, a stipend. So, um, and it is, this is a new proposal to the budget. This is something that has not existed before and now would be in the budget if the General Assembly approves it. Are there any questions about that specific line item? And then we can do any other questions. Anything? Okay, so, okay, so no questions. Hold on. So, Phil, you had your hand up first. Okay. Now, you're going to need to speak up because you're talking over a fan. So to repeat what, what Phil said, yes, the forecast that you see in the second column from the right is what we anticipate both the income and the expenses to be by the time we close out the year. That's correct. Yes, Rich. 
Yes, Rich. Can I come up and speak? Here, I'll give you a mic. <clears throat> well, I have a lot to... Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. It'd be easier if I did it in front. Well, it just depends on what it, John is going to answer. <clears throat> well, John's not going to answer right away, because I'm going to talk a little bit. Is that is okay if I talk a little bit or not? If you say no, I want to talk. Well, if, I guess... Well, I guess my question would be is how succinct are you going to be? Uh, it's probably not because, that succinct. It'll probably well, be a few minutes. Okay. I mean, as long as what we're hearing is the other voices of people here who have their questions, i got to make sure that we, got, we get them covered. So if, if, if in what you're planning on doing, you're going to allow that, then... Let, let, if you don't mind, let, let's just give a, a brief opening. If there's anyone that has a quicker question, yep. sure, we can answer those questions. We have about 15 minutes. So, um, uh, any other questions? I know for those of you who haven't yet looked at the budget, it's a lot to read over. But yeah, thanks. Okay, so Diane. Curious what the um, the other income? I don't. I just don't remember from when it was forty two thousand in twenty seventeen. But you're keeping it at. 20, I don't remember what that was. So. So now you're asking me about a period of time where I was not on parish council. But that having been said, so there are times when. Sure. So she's wondering what quote other income is, and why there are times when there have been amounts that are um, higher in some years than they are in others. Right. And my recollection says that other income. And John Davis, are you here? Okay. So John, if I if I state this incorrectly, you're going to be my my uh, truth verification. There are times when um, a donation comes in that's not part of normal stewardship, that is also maybe not from somebody who is a regular parishioner or whatever. It, it just comes in as a large, singular uh, donation. So therefore, it's not part of stewardship, and therefore it falls underneath the category of other. And, and these are non-building fund donations. Yeah. This is not the building fund at all. That's a, that's a runoff. Yeah, and, and, and there are years where I, I, I'm going to say it's more normalized, like in that 20K range, and there are years when it jumps up, but we can't predict it, and so we're not going to budget. Okay? Yes? So, um, yeah, no, I know. So, so on the ASA, which is footnote number what? So in 20 or in September of 2017, i.e. with the beginning of that calendar year, um, ASA had agreed at that point in time, because it wasn't a requirement, it was an ask, right? Whether they would be willing to start to contribute some element of rent to the church. Um, and they completed that through the end of their school year. But from a budgetary or fiscal perspective, they looked at their numbers and they said, we're not going to be able to maintain doing that. So um, I'm going to say it is what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, okay. Now, Agape, you're so, yeah, sorry, John? I just want to add on that. I don't see that 
but it went to... That's correct. So it, the ASA contribution, just for clarification, never went to operating, ever. It was always immediately sent to the building fund. So it was never used as an adjustment for our operating expenses. It was only used as an item to go directly to the building fund. Right. Again, under Father Theodore's original admonition, operating comes from stewardship, not other things, not from fundraising, not from an ASA bill. It's stewardship. That's what funds our operating expenses. Do you have a specific question, Agape? I have a specific comment. Okay. Then do your specific comment. The money that comes in to the bookstore and how the bookstore runs is not by stewardship. Uh, the stewardship that you have that concerns the, the bookstore is, is when you come and you visit the bookstore and you spend your money there. Uh, in a sense, I mean that it's it's not exactly stewardship, but what it is is you're uh, using the bookstore in a, in a sense, and we're a ministry for you and for the priest to use. But it is on here as an expense, so I just want you to understand it's a circular kind of thing. The money comes into the bookstore, we run the bookstore, we pay the money um, to the person that works in the bookstore that gets paid, and then um, it goes back into uh, the bookstore. And so it's just a circular kind of thing, yeah. and it's a, a they're a net zero. So, but I, I, I think it's important that people understand that. You know, the bookstore has always been independent in the sense of monetarily, we want as our own idea of a bookstore is to be a mission to you all. And so it's not taking your money. Your money could be spent on other missions yeah. and other ways through the church and to support the running of the books of the church and everything. But I just wanted to make that very clear. Because it doesn't look like that when it's on here unless you understand that whole process. That's a great clarification. Any tomato? What's the But we never know if the Met's going to come. And if the Met comes, that becomes a special event. So so um, as a follow-up then, it looks like we haven't spent over $1,000 since 2015 in events, number 44. So are you, have we been skimping or... So just, just, I'm just going to say that a lot of these funds or a lot of these events have been self-funded. They've been potluck kind of yep. thing, sign-up things. The only ones are, are feast day and Palm Sunday is a fundraiser. Uh, I think that was it. 
It, and that might be, I think our point is, is that whether we come in under budget is one thing, but that's always been the amount that has been the line item. That we don't spend that line item is fine, but the funds are there as a resource should we need to. Yep. On the history is just to put a little more money in special events and a little less in events because we have a history of coming up with things that we had to do and like if you look at the history it's just it's consistently pretty high with special events and then it's consistently pretty low with events so I'm just saying I don't know if it really matters but I'm just I'm kind of saying like maybe you put one a little higher and the other a little lower to I'm, I mean, I'm offering it here because so, this isn't the is this right. the, the official one. No. You can make changes. Well, this is the one that the parish council is offering, and it's fine if there's an amendment. It was just at the general assembly. I'm not trying to split hairs or anything like that, yeah. but this is I, what the parish has been saying. I'm with you, but 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 it's but it's a good note to have. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. As long as you speak up. I really don't want that. Um, I just, I just know I can turn it on my receipts because I don't want to touch it. So in the past, I just have to turn them in and send it to the offering. It would be awesome if I didn't actually have to eat these 30 minutes. So that would be truly. But, and, and I would say that. It might be higher than, than we realize, but we just never had the funds to do it. So I think it's. So being ignorant. Right. If the receipts aren't turned in, we don't know an expense, right? So I would say it is always important for you to turn in your receipts, and we as a parish will deal with that. That should not be incumbent upon the individual who's donating their time and talents, etc., for that role. That, that might be true, and for a record-keeping perspective... Generosity of heart, Generosity of heart is never wrong. My point is, you can always turn in the receipts so that we have a way of recording it. Whether or not you choose to turn it in with an expense reimbursement is a separate issue. That's the donation versus knowledge. Okay? I always turn in the receipts. Is that clear? All right. Now, I, I saw one other hand, and then, and then we're going to stop this so Rich has 10. Phil? Where does the oratorical festival fit in? Oh, there you are.
that any different? Yeah, that's better. That's better. Okay, I want to present a little different perspective to this whole thing, and I'm not a very good talker, so bear with me. So what I want to encourage us to do is to be thinking longer term in line with Father's recent homily about the church and getting to our next temple, etc. And the other part of it is that I'm going to suggest that we consider that the proposed spending in this proposed 2019 budget is much too high and we need to come way down on it. What am I talking about? Okay. So here's the other perspective. So we have a couple of funds. We have the operating fund that John was talking about, funded by stewardship, and that's what you all have here. This is our normal operating fund budget. We also have a building fund. And as you'll recall, and it's, it's discussed in the notes on the back of this, that about six years ago we took $500,000 out of the building fund and we reduced the mortgage by that amount. And that was a good move. And what that did was then reduce the mortgage payment that was due every month and every year, every on an annual basis, about $60,000. So why did we do that? Well, it was a good financial, it was a prudent financial move, but then now suddenly we had some money available, we thought, to be able then to bring in a new priest, which we did, and we unanimously agreed to do that. From my perspective, from a financial standpoint, that was actually, the $60,000 a year was actually a return on investment, if you will. So if, if we get in this camp with, the, with everything we have in the building fund, if we invest $500,000, let's say, into a bond or a stock, let's say a bond, that returns dividends every year, and that those dividends are $60,000, well, the question comes, who should get that $60,000? From my perspective, it should stay in the building fund because that's how the money was used to increase the funds in the building fund. What we've done is we used it for the last six years in the operating budget, in the operating funds to fund our priest. Great. But in essence, from my standpoint, that was a loan from the building fund to the operating fund that eventually needed to be paid back. So if we take the six years from 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17, and 18, by the end of this year, we will have borrowed $360,000 that should go back to the building fund. Instead, what happens is that we now no longer have our second priest, so now suddenly our, our total expenses come way down, and we go, wow, we have all this extra money. So naturally, what do we do? Just like if it would happen in our own households, we suddenly have this extra money and we go, wow, we can spend it on all kinds of stuff. We can restore all the ministry budgets. We can start new line item budgets, on and on and on. So I went through and I looked at, um, I think there were 21 line items that I looked at. 
comparing what we had for the 2018 budget versus the 2019 budget. So for the 2018 budget, for those 21 items, we had about $21,000 in expenses and spending. The budget now for 2019 is $70,000. So that increased $50,000 in spending. To me, that's not money we have because the first monies that we get should go back to the building fund. If not, if I'm over here and I've been donating to the building fund for years, which I have, and I've been thinking the whole time that all my money that goes into the building fund is going to be used for building for a future temple, let's say, and now suddenly I find that, oh, maybe those monies are going to find them with themselves back in the operating fund, I'm not sure I'm going to be a happy camper. And I'm not sure I want to donate to the building fund anymore. Because that should be sacred over here. It, should, it goes in here, it should stay there. And if it comes out, it should be like as a loan and should go back. So what are, what are we talking about? If you look on your, your piece of paper on, on the far right-hand line, line G, you can see down near the bottom on line 56, it shows that scenario mortgage gap 60915 I'm assuming that was the difference by paying off that 500000 bucks. That's the difference that no. we saved. Incorrect. Okay. But that's a reduction in annual mortgage payments. Right. So we're paying $60,000, okay. now we're not. So even if you split hairs and it's not quite that, it, it's still a big number. And what I'm saying is that before we go out and we increase our spending by, in this case, $50,000 in those 21 items, that we have some type of plan where we pay first, just like we should do with our tithing. We should pay the church first, right? That first part of that, your paycheck, should go to tithing for the church. So the same thing, the first monies that come into St. John's should go back to the building fund. And because to me, the spending is much too high. <clears throat> so, yes? It's exactly what we're saying. But what I'm saying is that, so where should those savings go? To me, it's an opportunity cost. In other words, if the $500,000 went to pay down the mortgage, then the savings from that should stay in the building fund. And if they don't, if they go to the operating fund, then those amounts that go to the operating fund should be paid back to the building fund. And we haven't done that. Now, I know at some point we have something in place where there will be some monies that go to start a new capital fund and some monies that will go back to the building fund. But it's still going to be far short of the 360000 bucks and counting because every year, 2019, is going to be another $60,000 or whatever that number is that the building fund should retain for part of their opportunity cost. As opposed to taking that $500,000 instead of paying down the mortgage, maybe they could have gone out and bought bonds, right, and they get interest or dividends.
Yes. It's never really been clarified in our general assemblies, and yeah. so I thought I hopefully this makes it a little bit easier to understand. So now what? If in fact this makes sense to you, so if this were my company and the budget committee came to me with this type of budget, I'd say thank you very much, and I'd say I'd ask you to consider what I've talked about and go back and rework the numbers and come up with something a little bit different with spending at a far more lower level. That's where I am. Yep. So thank you very much. Oh, and I don't need that because I have mine. So there's a couple of comments that I would make, and this is just off the cuff because obviously I haven't had a chance to digest that information. So if I look at a half a million dollars, and I look at the history of interest rates going back to 2008, 2009 on anything that's conservative, and I wouldn't put bond in that category only unless you're, unless you're talking about a specific bond that you're buying for a specific period of time that would mature in a period of time, I think we would have been looking at CD rates. Right? So let's just say it's 2% that we might have been earning on $500,000. I eat 10 grand a year. So in terms of the actual earnings on that amount of money going back into a building fund, pretty big differential. Now I get what you're saying, but if we apply it to that, uh, refinance, we get two effects. We get a lower interest rate on the loan, right? And we're also a much lower principal amount, which means that the payments that we're making are accelerated against principal of that loan because we're not paying such a high debt service on the total amount of what that original loan was. So then the question is, is where do those efficiencies go, right? And as you say, part of where those efficiencies have gone was in the form of an associate priest. But if I look at the expenses that were in place even before the associate priest came on, many of the line items that we have today were in the same realm as they were then. So then the question is, what's different? That's a question. Anybody have a guess? Well, music director is one. Yep. And in theory, if we go forward with the youth director, that would be two. So that's $20,000. Janitor, so that would be $26,000. $26,000. of bark dust, which is overdue, that yep. we've been deferring. So that's yep. now getting us up to $30,000. Yep. Uh, Sunday fellowships, we only paid for half of the year last year. So that would be another maybe 2000 or something like that. Or at least on the, according to the budget, the 2018 budget. So, and, and Rich is correct. 
Father, you correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's about $100,000, correct, that goes back to the building fund? Oh, yeah. So yeah. The, the building fund just received this year uh, $114,000. So is that what you're saying? No. no. Okay. Uh, 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 yeah, from the operating fund. So yeah. in a sense, the operating fund got a little too full because of these budget excess, you know, the... Uh, the, the budget being a lot um, more capable of handling the expenses. So now, finally, the parish, as of this year, moved money from the operating account over. So that's 114000 It's not nearly $360,000, um, but it's a, a portion of that. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing that I would say is, if I look at the time, from the time span that we took excess operating capital because of the pay down, et cetera. For the most number of years, we've pretty much had surpluses, right? We have. And they've gone into this large holding account, which was the operational surplus cash, right? There was never a mechanism to move excess in any particular year back to the originating source, which was building fund. That changes starting in 2019. Well, well, yeah, but that, but that was... But it was so, in 2018 is the first time it moves forward, but that was a one-time. There is now an automated procedure starting at the end of this calendar year, functional for this calendar year, and then moving forward so that you have, in years of operating surplus, you have the ability to automatically go every year and have excess going back to the building fund. It is its way of setting a right that automated process. So Rich's comment would be, and I don't mean to put words in your mouth, Rich, but you correct me if I'm wrong, but that's fine, John. That's if we have a surplus off of what we already have. But if we were to cut our budget even further, then our surplus would be even larger and we would get to the building fund faster. Accurate? Okay. All right. So, this. So, so, I guess I would clarify two things. Number one, the $500,000 has never been lost. Right? It paid down a loan. So, in that... That is totally correct. So, the $500,000 in terms of actual cash in hand is not available. You are absolutely correct. So, this hundred and fourteen does go back to the cash in hand category. It's actually into a sacrosanct building fund. Okay, that we can't touch until it gets to the, it's, a, it's an issue of the building fund. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Again, I'm not arguing that, but, but, but now you're talking apples and oranges. I'm saying the cash is still there. It exists now in the equity of our church. It's not cash, but its value is represented in the fact that if I have a $2.5 million building that had a $900,000 loan, and now it's a $400,000 loan, I own more of the building than what I had before. Right? The same argument 
could also be made that we could take all of the cash from what's in the building fund and completely wipe out all of the debt. And then we become this cash flow structure, right? I'm not proposing yeah. that. And, and I'm we just have saying, enough to do that, but that's not... I'm just saying it, it's, it's, one, it's, it's how you look at is the value of the $500,000 lost? And my answer is, it is not. It is simply that we own more of the equity of our own building. But is the cash, if I wanted to go and try to do something completely different, is that cash now limited by the fact that that $500,000, I'd have to do something with this building in order to do so? And the answer is, is yes. But if I but if I had five hundred thousand dollars that all of a sudden magically came out of operating expense, like if we just liquidated all of our operating cash that we have on savings and we dumped it all to the building fund, okay, so now it's in the building fund. But you still have the same five hundred thousand dollars that you took from that building fund to pay down your loan. So now you own it two different places. Right, right now, the building fund has about 500000 a little bit more than that. But, but you're right, though. If, 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 I had the, if we had never done this, right, we would still be sitting on about the same amount of cash, plus $500,000, right, that we had before. Would that be enough to do anything with regards to the new building without dealing with this building? The answer is probably not. But I'm not saying it was a bad idea. I, too, for one, thought it was a good idea. But how you deal with the what happens in surplus from that point in time on, the question is, were we better as a church? Did we gain benefit from a church by having an associate priest where those funds went? And the answer is, is I personally think we were. I think we were able to build and grow the who we are in doing so. But is there an opportunity cost, as Rich would say, that was lost? And the answer is, is yeah, because if we hadn't had a priest, then we, our surpluses would have been larger, in theory, because well, assuming we had the same kind of growth, right? It would have had a cost to our priest, right? Because it would have been a solar act. No, I'm with you. So, so, so then the question would be, so if we wanted to be I'm not going to say draconian. If we wanted to be ultra-conservative, and then we start looking at the budget, and we say, what are we willing to cut? Okay. What are the big items? You're going to cut the stipend that goes to your chanters. You're going to cut the stipend that goes to your youth director, which means I wouldn't ask that person to do the level of volunteering that they have already been doing for a year and a half. The first thing I'd cut is your, um, your custodial service. Because to me, we could do it on our own, right? But, I mean, those are all of the big items that are, that if, if you're asking about adding up things, it's not the 1,000, the 2,000, the 1,500s. It's the 10, the 10, the 6, the 4s. That's 30, right? Are we saying that as a community that have a lot of youth, as an example, that we want absolutely nobody heading that ship coordinating with Father, all those kinds of things? Are we saying, nah, that's not significant. The building fund is what's significant. And I'm saying I think there's, there's a combination. Gary. Well, I think all of us missed the mark on the budget. 